Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Gelfand has joined us. Tevin's in. Brittany's in. AJ hit the road. I always forget to say goodbye to AJ. I got to stop doing that. Although in a couple of weeks, he's not going to leave early, so that'll be good. Yeah. But Andy's here now, so that's good. I am. No question. Uh, I uh, We did this earlier, and I'll do it again. I just uh, ran a quick check on Andy and uh, Mike Gelfand, and neither one of your names is on the uh, Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> list. Yeah, Gelfand was looking a little tense. I didn't know if he spent some time at an <laughs> island recently. Yeah, you know, I wasn't sure whether to call a press conference and deny everything before the names came out. Yeah. Like sure. a lot of politicians do, you know. Yeah. Oh, they weren't oh, even yeah. on the list. But, oops, well, I probably shouldn't have called that press conference. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a bad call. Yeah. I definitely yeah. didn't do the thing you're about to accuse me of doing. Yes. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Well, it was interesting because there was all this, so much hype about this thing, you know. It's going to be released any minute now. And then finally, about 12 hours after it was supposed to come out, it came out, and there was nothing there. No. Yeah. Like, I want a list of the people that actually did something. I don't need Mm -hmm. to know that you asked, hey, was, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio there? Oh, no, he wasn't? Okay, let's go down the next famous person. Like, it was just a list of nothingness. Yep. No, wait a minute. Why did his his name keeps coming up? Why is that, Tevin? Be, well, Brittany, because you uh, brought it up earlier, but wasn't it he essentially the whoever was asking the questions was like, hey, was Leonardo DiCaprio there? And then the person just goes, no. And then like, OK, cool. Then they were on. to like Yeah, the next like they time. ran down. They had um, a bunch of people who they were asking the um I don't know if it was a victim or if it was somebody who is just uh, a whistleblower or whatever in this article. They just pretty much released any name that was in any court document mm-hmm. in any of the Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It- I was glad to see Frederick Douglass wasn't on the list. <laughs> right. Sure. Like, like Naomi Campbell was on there because Epstein told one of the uh, people that were being trafficked, like, hey, I can get you into Naomi. Like, I email Naomi Campbell she can get you into the fashion industry. And so then her name was thrown in there as well. So it's like, yeah, anybody that he even whispered their name got thrown on this list. Really? So do you guys know anybody whose name's on the list? I know, I think, two people so far. Really? No, I personally, yeah. I don't know any of them personally, no. No, I... I uh... Personally? Mm-hmm. So you're, like, buddies with a couple people? Well, I wouldn't say we're buddies, we're acquaintances. Oh, you run into them every now and then, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, well, it's uh, so. I mean, we live in this in this era now when if if there isn't video, nobody cares. That is true. That's a very good point. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. No question about that. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't understand. Okay, so I'm going to get on your jet and I'm going to fly for how many hours did it take to get to Epstein Island? I don't even know. I don't know. Where man. is it? It's, uh, it's like St. Thomas ish area, somewhere in the Little St. James. Yeah. James it wouldn't have been very far from Florida, that's for sure. Yeah. So you think it's just maybe an hour flight, something like that? Uh, let's see. It is. Off of Puerto Rico. So, I mean, from Miami, yeah, it, was, it would probably be, no, it would probably be like two, three hours from Miami. If you oh, really? promised me one of those pods with an uninterrupted nap, I would get oh, on I anyone's private plane. <laughs> <laughs> those, pods. those pods are phenomenal. Oh, that is like my, oh, my dream nap lately. I've been a little <laughs> bit on the busy side. It's like if somebody promised that, you know, Justin's going to watch Margo and I can go on a plane, any, I'd go. I'd go right now. You wouldn't go with Jeffrey Epstein, you liar. Well, not now, but before everything broke out. Like his skull broke out? But the thing like is, that? everybody, uh, maybe not everybody, but these guys had to know that the guy was yeah. not quite yes. right. Yeah, yeah, you would think. Especially, like, because if you're in that circle where he's going to approach you because he thinks that you're into this kind of thing, like yeah. you know, before he even approaches you that this is somebody that is doing something nefarious. Is anybody shocked that no. like Bill Clinton got named <laughs> no. that he has access to like call Trump and I'm not saying, you know, anything no. with but, like, is anyone shocked that Prince no. Andrew no. was on this? No. No. Every powerful no. person no. is in cahoots. Well, Trump, Trump and Clinton didn't surprise me. Jimmy Carter did. But he wasn't on the list. No, I'm just kidding. Thank God. Cause I haven't seen the list. Like <laughs> well, not Jimmy Carter. <laughs> oh no. So you could sort of kind of, maybe you could, Maybe you could pick pretty good educated guesses to who might be on the list. They had yeah, to be rich yeah. and famous mm -hmm. and uh, you, and men, of course. There weren't a lot of women on that list. No, there were not. Absolutely true. Has anything like that ever happened in Minnesota? I, I've never heard. If it did happen, I've never heard of it. Like when one of the rich guys had a bunch of young girls over or whatever. Well, there was that one guy. Who ran for governor? God, this goes back what? Oh yeah, yeah. a long time ago. But there was so there was something. It was a swimming pool. A thing swimming in, pool, in, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember hearing that story. Matter of fact, I think his name just came up yesterday. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. I I, who was it? I can't remember the name. Do you remember Tev? I forget what his name was, but it was essentially his daughter and her two friends came over and his daughter somehow was naked in the pool and then he tried to get the two yep. friends to get naked in the pool too and yep. his name was John something. Yeah. John it was John something, you're right. Now he was naked too, wasn't he? That's what they say. Uh yeah. Allegedly. Well, how do I would get know. to that point. I know that's what the thing is, it's like I don't even care about logistics because those are You've already crossed so many weird boundaries to me. I can't even imagine. I can't. You know what's so great about that? Hmm. Picture me talking to Alex saying, hey, why don't we take our clothes off and get in the pool? <laughs> I know. Right, that's, no. It's not going to happen. No. Not gonna happen. I, I, no. I live in a neighborhood where you literally cannot look at a woman. <laughs> I'm walking down the street. I can't look at them. I have to avert my eyes. And their whole body is covered, you know, but I still can't even look at them. Little Israel, man. Yeah, you, to, you live in a great neighborhood. There's no doubt. It I love that neighborhood. neighborhood. And it is pretty diverse. Most people probably wouldn't think so, but it's pretty diverse. It's not. It's right. not all. Summer, summer Ashkenazi. Is yeah. that the diversity you're talking about? Yeah. I was going to say you got some Hasidic Jews. You got some <laughs> Sephardic Jews. You live in a pretty nice neighborhood, yeah. Delphi. There's no Reform you don't Jews. Act like you don't. No Reform Jews. No, no, no. <laughs> No, I mean I've got I've got like um, I'm sort of in a in a sandwich, you know, between uh, between Jewish people on one side, and then on the other side there's people, uh, you know, from Czechoslovakia, and mm -hmm. they're not Jewish, and um, so it's about it's about every other house basically. So that there was there, I thought there'd be a battle this year. Some years there's been a battle between menorahs and Christmas trees. Oh really? But but the Jews are pretty much in hiding now. They, well, do you think is this settling down at all, Mike? I don't think so. I mean, it's maybe the temperature's a 
tiny bit lower. But as long as, especially the, what's going on in, in, you know, in the Middle East is just, it's always going to light the fire, relight yeah. the fires. It's just yeah. going to turn it up and up and up. And uh, no, I, I don't see any reason for any long-term hope. Um, I guess maybe that's true in general, but it's, I mean, you know, Tom, it, this stuff has always happened. It always has happened. But here's what I don't understand. Do you think that most of these people even know why they supposedly hate Jews? For what reason? Why do you hate Jews? Why? Well, one thing I observed when I coached Little League was that um, you always knew when you were going to be up against it. You, you You got a certain like a certain glare from people. And and of course, you know, St. Louis Park is 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 known as a as a you know as, as a suburb which is like dominated by Jewish people who probably mm-hmm. probably represent about eight percent of the population in St. Louis Park. Right. And and but you know but that's the that's the reputation. But it happens when it's it's the clash of cultures, and a lot of times it doesn't turn out that well. It's crazy. It's it is crazy to me that you say like that St. Louis Park is known for like having a high Jewish population because my entire adult life living in Minnesota, if you would have told me or asked me who lives in St. Louis park, I would have told you 20 something year old white women. Well, you had a charmed life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So you got a couple St. of breaks. Louis park no is question. 25% Jewish actually. Yeah. You, you think so? That's what star tribune says. And isn't there a uh, have or isn't there a now larger population of uh, like Somali people that live in St. Louis yeah, Park? Yeah, now? yeah, quite a yep. bit. Yeah, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and I, I suppose that it's I, I can understand how the Jewish population, I twenty five percent. I I see no evidence of that. But 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 one thing is true, and that is that the the you know the the Orthodox Jews they all they all do have about ten children. Yep. So I guess they the population, do, yeah. the Jewish population, probably has accelerated. Well, yeah, I, mean, I would have to agree with you on that one. It probably has. You don't get an Arab without uh, having a lot of Jews in the area. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, the roof. Yeah, that's yep. that's the the magical yep. the magical district where. Uh, yeah. I, so, so how it works is, I, I forget the exact specifics of it, but it's something like you're not supposed to leave your home during um the sabbath mm-hmm. right something like that well they, you know they, they can't drive uh, but but you do see them walking around on the sabbath yeah. quite a bit because yeah. they mm-hmm. they got to walk to the synagogue and back right and but you're not allowed to like work and do no. you know others you can, no, no, you can go to synagogue work. and you can relax those are like the two things you're allowed unless you're at home mm-hmm. um the aruv what that does is it's a wire that is suspended over a neighborhood. Literally, yeah. Literally, it's just like, yeah, it's a steel wire. And they said that everything inside of this wire is my home. Yeah. Thus, yeah. I'm allowed to do anything I want inside of this wire. Well, when I, oh, when really? I, coached, when I coached Little League, uh, the Jewish kids who lived in the Aruv could play baseball on Saturdays. But, yeah, really? exactly. Yeah. But if a Jewish kid was not in the roof, he couldn't play on Saturday. Okay, let's see. You're not allowed to carry objects from a private domain to a public domain. So you're not allowed to take things out of your house mm-hmm. on Sabbath. Right. Uh, you are not allowed to transport anything four cubits or more within a public space. Cubits. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what... Like how big I was going to say, how big what is. the hell is a cubit? I mean, I've seen, I know the <laughs> word, but. And also, so this wire essentially is just like saying like, okay, everything inside the wire is my home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I can go anywhere in here. Yeah. I would then take that wire and just like wrap it around myself, like a little halo. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I just, mobile I'm home. In, I'm, it's my mobile home and I'm all, I'm out here in the city. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'd be good, especially if there were electrodes. Yeah, you could, I would like that, and I could just keep everyone away. <laughs> yeah. It's like a reverse Both invisible it. fence. Yeah, yeah. Well, and of course, there's there's the, there's the concept <laughs> of the Shabbos Jew. Tom, you say you'd use it to electrocute me? I was going to say the Shabbos Goy. You know, someone who will turn your lights on and off for you, mm-hmm. a Gentile, because yep. mm-hmm. I guess. I guess you're not even allowed to 
in, in, in when you get to really extreme, they're not even allowed to turn lights on and off. No, you're not allowed right. to start a fire on the Sabbath, mm -hmm. and it has been argued that the spark that a light switch produces counts as fire. Boy, I tell you, I thought I had a bad life. <laughs> It's very, it's very, uh, a lot of rules involved yeah. in Orthodox Judaism. Oh, yeah, yeah. A oh, cubit, the by the way, used to be that one. is 17 and a half inches. A cubit? So no four times 17 and a half, whatever the hell that is. 70-something. You know who the first person I ever heard say that used the word cubit? Hmm. And Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah? Talking about building the ark, remember that? Oh, We're sure. Making fifty-five cubits by seventeen cubits. Yeah. Well, the, the, <laughs> I was like, the hell's a cubit? Yep. There's a lot of cubits in the Bible. I yes, know. there are. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which thanks a lot for revealing the fact that I've never read the Bible in my life, Mike. Thanks so much for that. Way to go. Oh, well, I glanced. I glanced at it when I was much younger. Like, what's this all about? You know. And then I thought, oh, okay. So like, it's uh, it's like. 3,000 different people must have written it because... You read the first five books and you decided that was good enough for well, you. Well, that's... The, see, that's the thing. I mean, I, I respect people who... Uh, of any religion, I respect people um, because I know religion can be a source of, of great harm and great good. It just mm -hmm. depends how mm -hmm. you use it, you know? Like anything else, mm -hmm. like money, for example. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. But, um, but, man, there's a lot of contradictory stuff in there. There is. That's yeah. why uh, biblical... Uh, What's the word? Literalism or whatever. It's mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Taking the Bible literally is uh, not terribly common these days. No, I mean, it, because you'd be contradicting yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of things in there that's it's very clearly analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that makes it make a lot of sense when you, you know, you figure, oh, Noah wasn't actually swallowed by a whale. Yeah, yeah just anecdotally. A, exactly. <laughs> it's an analogy for whatever it's supposed to be. I Wait, don't know. He wasn't swallowed by a whale? <laughs> oh, and no. Did, don't like, get to start with and, Kevin. And Kevin, he didn't get shot out long. of, like, the blowhole? <laughs> <laughs> Veggie Tales lied to me. I used to, I, there, there was a rabbi, a guy who he called himself a rabbi. But these, a lot of people, a lot of people who are Orthodox Jews call themselves a rabbi. And that uh, it can have different meanings. You know, it's not what we typically think of as a rabbi, you know, leading a service or something. And but I got to know him well enough that I could sort of challenge him and have kind of a little bit of fun with the guy. And I'd say, OK, so you spend the entire year reading these five chapters. They call them books. They're basically mm -hmm. chapters from the Bible. You can read it, in, you know, read it in a couple hours, right? Yep. And then when the end of the year, at the end of the year, you just start over again. I said, don't you think maybe that uh, you're kind of like overthinking this thing? <laughs> <laughs> we have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with the Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. -E -E That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? 
Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res card. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfand, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Kristen Burt. How are we going to kick it off with Kristen? We've been covering every serious topic in the world for the last two and a half hours. And now what? And now what? Um, well, I'll tell you the two things that I've been covering this morning. One, Golden Globes. Two, Jeffrey Epstein, which I have a feeling you guys probably talked about at the mm. top of the hour. Who? Yeah, none Who? of us what? were on the list. None of us were on the <laughs> list. We didn't make it. None. Thank goodness none of us are on the list. But I will tell you, I think a lot of people in Hollywood and in politics are sweating a little bit right now. And obviously the documents, um, some of the documents will will kind of allude to like someone like Prince Andrew. We know that he has somehow been involved, not criminally charged, but he did settle a civil case last year. So I, I think it's just one of these situations where you start looking going. There's so many more layers here. We're never going to find the honest truth to all of this. But, you know, to me, like, it wasn't surprising to see David Copperfield's name in the mix and things like that. You go, oh, yeah. I agree. That's one thing he can't make disappear. He's got a long history and people forget about his history when it comes to sexual harassment and alleged sexual assault. So I have his name's in there. He was obviously a friend to Jeffrey Epstein. So mm-hmm. there's some smoke. Let's put it that way. Has anybody ever figured out, we've already asked this question. I think it was before Andy and, and Mike got here and now Kristen. I don't understand the attraction of older men to young girls. I don't. What is that? Uh, from Anyone? The, it's got to be mental I mean, illness. Like yeah. part of it. Like Eternal mental. life. That's what eternal it is. Life. Is that what it is? Eternal life. I keep going younger and younger and I'll live forever. Yeah, That's I it. think so. And I think there's something to be said. There was this is sounds like so stupid, but there's an Olivia Rod Olivia Rodrigo song that said something about like, of course somebody your age would have seen all the red flags. Like of you know, there's something that naiveness with some of that aspects. Mm. And then of course, what's what is what is marketed to humans of which is the most beautiful, which is being young. A young woman is supposedly the most beautiful thing in the world. And I think so. I just think there's a level of lack of intelligence and yeah. mm-hmm. mental illness that combines where it's like that is the goal. That is what you're trying to achieve. And thank God our brains don't understand. I think God we're like attracted to people our age because mm-hmm. 
if you would have told me in my 20, like in my teenage years that I would think a 43 year old was hot at that time, I would have been like, that's disgusting. Yeah, and, now I know. I'm like Justin, and I'm like, get some. It is interesting <laughs> how that just like naturally. Yeah. Cause like I would have never thought that yeah. I would, you know, be attracted yeah. to someone who is my current age, but it just, it's not a choice you make. Well, I guess for some people it is, or it, I guess in some people that, because there's obviously there's a process that makes that happen. You know, yeah. your your brain kind of like updates its idea of what's attractive as you gain as you get older. So you're you keep being attracted to people your age. It's you know that makes sense. But I guess in some people that system must just break down. It gets stuck somewhere, and it you know. Yeah, it's like their I mean, brain stopped. It was their wires were crossed big time yeah. because this was yeah. an international sex trafficking mm -hmm. situation. And he also knew um, when he involved some of his high powered friends in whatever was going on, right. he videotaped everyone. Where are all of those tapes? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, he's got every them all room busy. in his house, in his New York townhouse. And I'm assuming his Palm Beach as well, but I know for sure. Uh, that his New York townhouse had cameras in every room. Where are they? Mm. You know what I love about the Palm Beach part of his life? Hmm. His house compared to everything else on Palm Beach was a shithole. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Well, he was a very busy man. I think that? it had aspects about it that were appealing to him. It had like the closed off area. Yeah, it had the absolutely. They had, so, because when I watched a video about it, you could tell like, he had something in mind when he was trying to. Yeah, he probably didn't want to draw so much attention with some huge open layout. Yeah. yeah. And let's just, I mean, honestly, give applause to Miami Herald, who has gone after this case for mm -hmm. over a decade. Yeah. And has continued to ask through the Freedom of Information Act that documents be released. You know, sometimes we talk about journalism and people are like fake news and nobody does their job. They are doing their job and the newspaper itself has spent a lot of money in court fighting to get a lot of this released. Yeah, I suppose. Now, any of you, any of the five of you, are you surprised by any of the names that you've seen on the list so far? I have not read the list. Some of the, no. the women that are on the list, like, well, like Naomi Campbell's name when that was on there, like that was surprising. Oh, right, and then yeah. once you kind of read like, okay, she wasn't really, I guess, involved in anything. It was just, she happened to be mentioned. So like there are names, Leonardo DiCaprio was, I think kind of in the same situation. So yeah, names like that, I think were surprising, but for the most part, not really. And this is where people have to use critical thinking in terms of these papers, because it's not people who are necessarily guilty. There will mm -hmm. be some who yeah. are guilty yep. um, of engaging in illegal acts. And then some people, either hopped on his plane and not necessarily to his island, but maybe just hopped on his private plane to Europe or somewhere else, maybe not having the information that they should have about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, there are plenty of people, especially in the, the New York celebrity circles, that did attend several parties at his New York townhouse after he had been convicted as a pedophile. And that's yeah. where you start going, why were you going there? Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. if you had no nefarious reason for going to the party, but why were you going to a party where the person really was engaged in really awful things? Yeah, like like Alan Dershowitz. Now, I wouldn't see him as the life of the party. <laughs> Probably not, yes. No, but he had a long history with Epstein. Yes, so yes. why were you hanging out with him not only before, but after that conviction? They probably couldn't uh, get have sex anywhere else. I don't know. I mean, that's awful to think about. Why did um, William Barr give him such a sweetheart deal in Florida? Yeah. Like, there mm, are yeah. a lot of questions to be asked in all of this. And um, and I think it's, it's um, is it Wexner, the one that used to own Victoria's Secret? I mean, mm -hmm. he, um, Jeffrey Epstein managed all of his money. And you're like, what is all of those, like, financial ties? And what did that mean? Because that really gave a lot of Jeffrey Epstein access to other high-profile people. Yeah, I never thought much about this, but I'm thinking about it right now. That Catherine is eight years younger than me. You and dirty pig. Her, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where to go? Get out of here. <laughs> Tommy Epstein. That's all there is to it. But no, seriously, thinking about it. Mm. Uh, when I met Catherine, if she would have been one or two years younger, I probably, not probably, I would never have gone out with her. There's no way. Yeah. If she was a... I was 29 years old. She was 21. And even that made me nervous. 
You know what I mean? Hmm. Even though she was a full-grown adult, 21-year-old adult and all the rest of it, if she had been 20 or 19, I doubt that I that I would have been able to do that. Yeah. You know? I, it is wild to think about, too. Like, it's funny because I will see um, – just the other day, I was at Chick-fil-A. I don't want to brag. Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> dropping yeah. names again. I was there at a time that, like, obviously seniors could, like, leave the high school over at Eden Prairie. And a bunch of mm -hmm. Eden Prairie high schoolers came in. And there were a bunch of guys. And they looked like the cool guys kind of vibe. And I just remember being like, gross. <laughs> They're so gross looking. And I don't even mean it. Like, just like, everything about them annoyed me. I was annoyed how they were parking, how they were driving, how they were talking. So I just like, we just have to, again, take pause to go, God, thank God that is not at all anything you want to get near. Yeah, you know, when a female high school teacher engages in, well, it's sexual abuse with a mm -hmm. student. It's yep. not consensual at all. It's, um, you sit there and go, that is really strange because the last thing I want to do is like date a high schooler. Oh my God. And, and yeah, the they're awful in pretty much every way. Cheap <laughs> cologne that was interfering like, with my body life spray at that moment. And, yep. I was just like everything about them. I was like smell alone. Ah. <laughs> it's repellent. Right. And, and like, I just see them as kids. Like you just look at them, you're you're a baby. You've never experienced the real world. Like I just yeah. That teacher student thing, um, I think it's gone on forever. Yeah. It, I think it's you're right. people people uh, people know about it more, talk about it more these days. But yeah. I I can think of several examples from when I was in high school. Well, mm -hmm. unfortunately, too, right? The profession itself, I mean, that's the problem you have with any profession that is in a position where you're alone with kids is going to attract a certain person. Mm. Um, it's kind of like when you go, yeah, there's a lot of crazy people in the military because it also attract. you know, there's amazing people in the military, but there's also people that like love the idea of legally getting to run around with a gun. Mm -hmm. It's not like, going to get an automatic rifle anywhere else. No. And, and a lot so of people are like, like, works for me. I'm sure the teacher relationship has happened a million times over. Oh, yeah. Um, because yeah. again, if you want access to kids, that's the profession you would go into. Right. Well, it's like when the Boy Scout scandal, like, yeah, you have the access. Yeah. It makes it easy. Altar boys in the Catholic church. Mm. Yeah. 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 I would. We didn't have, I don't know if that ever, you know what? I had heard rumors when I was going to St. Joe's that a couple of things were going on with one of the priests and one of the nuns. And looking back on that, that now, I of course was horrified as a little boy going to Catholic church, but I suppose all these years later, you look at it, it, it probably was true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean like a, a, a priest and a nun, going behind the scenes and like I mean it seems scandalous like in the religious aspect but honestly that's great because honestly yeah. sure the, the the actual sex abuse case with the Catholic Church and underage kids is horrifying mm -hmm. and um oh, I left I mean, that part out they were not going after each other yeah yeah that's the it, part it would I be like better. That. I'm I'm fine if nuns and priests want to go sit there yeah, yeah well exactly <laughs> you know, go <laughs> for it you know, God's not going to judge. Reminds really. me um, of a <laughs> reminds me of a Simpsons joke that uh, they told about priests, basically. So a um, Catholic priest and a Protestant, what are they called? Minister, Reverend, Minister, sure. yeah. Minister, so, sure. A uh, Protestant minister were arguing, and um, the Catholic priest says to the minister, "Oh, go home and have sex with your wife." <laughs> <laughs> like it was some bad thing to do. I love that show to this day. God, that show is phenomenal. We're very well written. Yeah, I, see, to, to us, the six of us, we cannot sit here and go, what is the attraction of a little kid to a grown adult? I mean, the innocence of them is the attractive thing for me, is they're so sweet and yeah, innocent. Innocence That's is, the part I think of things I love. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm bitter because I, I, uh, I lost my high school girlfriend to a, an English teacher. And oh, you, know, you never quite get over that, you know. I suppose. You know, she had a type, though, because even at a young age, you get probably put out old man vibes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. That's true. No, I was, I was like 19 when I was born. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. No, it's, yeah. it's true. And then I just oh, regressed. Oh, right away. Yeah, it's, it's probably true. But still, I mean, come on. 
English teacher. Now, if it had been the if it had been the basketball coach, that would have been different. So is that why you started to uh, become a writer? Because you're like, I'm going to get into the <laughs> English profession and win my girl back. Uh, to this day, yes, yes. I will win her with words. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it doesn't work. Let me just tell you that. Kristen, I got to bring this up to you too to change the subject because I'm about to read it. Just even thinking about that pisses me off, guys preying on little girls what the hell is wrong with you jesus women do it too we yeah women do it too. out there in the world we can't yeah. exclude them yep yeah he was what like 12 when she first hooked up 12. with him well 12 years old no. young. <sighs> yeah we hear more now we hear more about about female teachers with students than we do about males but mm -hmm. maybe it's just because it's still sort of I don't yeah, it's no. it's more it's more newsworthy because it's not as common. Oh, it's mm -hmm. very common. Yeah, well, unfortunately. No, but I think it's more like the reason it, it's it, more it's shocking a big story yeah. and that we know one person's name. It's more of a novelty. Yeah, um, but I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Of course, it happens, but like mm -hmm. it is still, I think, more like worthy of a little bit of a, extra attention. Yeah, and they always frame it wrong in the press, too. They'll be like, they engaged in a relationship. I'm yeah. like, no, it's not a relationship. No. The yeah. yeah. no. person was under 18. They are a child. It is rape, period. Yeah. No, you're right. You're 100% right. No question. Uh, let's get off the subject a little bit, but I thought of you when he brought it up this morning, Kristen Burt. We had a couple of guests on, Mr. Uh, Interdonato and Mr. Edgar. They've got a movie called, what's called The Bastard Son? Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, bastard yeah, son. Bastard son. But he was all excited, Kristen. Uh, and he even looked it up to make sure. He said, if you want to go to the movie theater to see our movie, it's showing it. And where was it again? It was out like 25-mile drive out of town. He was so excited that it was in a movie theater, that his, the his movie was actually in a movie theater. We're about to lose that forever, aren't we? No, it's a dream of a lot of people, but I... In the very new near future, it's. I don't think anyone's going to care. God, that's it too bad. It is tough, and you know, I've seen a lot of interviews recently. And last night, I was at an, a pre Emmy celebration at the TV Academy, just talking. It's interesting to hear with people that they're just they're like, I don't go to the movie theater anymore. And I think the pandemic accelerated what was already yeah. happening. Yep. Um, and a lot of people just haven't gone back. Like even right now, the next couple of months, we're probably going to be in a wave of just cold, flu, COVID, RSV. And people mm -hmm. think, mm, I don't want to be in a big crowd right now. There are just so many excuses and reasons to stay home and watch entertainment from the comfort of your couch. It can be expense, could be convenience, could be people who are cautious about you know, the illnesses going around right now. But it is a very difficult thing. The only good news is that last year at the box office with movies like Barbie and Oppenheimer, um, mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, Beyonce, they helped the movie theater box office at the end of the year cross the $9 billion threshold, which was close to pre-pandemic levels. It didn't exceed them, but it's close. So what Hollywood has to do is they have to think of ways to get people into the theater. We need mm -hmm. more Barbies. We need more, maybe more concert films. Maybe we need more Oppenheimers, things that are interesting, things that get people in the seats. Yeah, that's very true. Now, Andy uh, can back me up in this one. Andy and I went and saw Jumanji a couple of years ago. We're on vacation in Florida. At this point, were... that was like seven years ago, I think. Was that that long ago already? Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. Well, when the first Jumanji, Jumanji was 2017 of the reboot, right? So, yeah, seven years. It was seven years ago. Yep. Jeez. Wow. So, Andy and I go to the movie, uh, go see Jumanji. And there were six or seven young girls on their phones the entire movie, ah. walking in full voice. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the theaters lit up because the phones light up so brightly. Yeah, I barely I mean, remembered any of the movie because it was like I couldn't even pay attention yes. to it. No, I mean, that was a part of it, too, that you go to a movie theater, you're always rolling the dice. If somebody's going to be an obnoxious asshole during the whole movie, that should have been taken care of much earlier than it was. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. They give everyone yonder pouches and you can't have your cell phone for the entire movie, which would be amazing. 
Yeah. Yeah. We do that a lot for press screenings. They will not Mm -hmm. let us um, bring, if it's a top secret movie, maybe the first screening, they'll just give you a yonder pouch and they're like, we'll unlock it when you get out of the theater, which is fine. Yeah. And they're, you know, and you can go outside if you do need to like call a babysitter or you're concerned about something, need to check your phone. You can go out to the lobby. They'll unlock it for you. Yeah. I think it's great. Look, I, Going to the movie theater was a huge part of my life when I was a kid. I loved going to the Broadway and the Empress and the Paradise and the Capri theaters and all these wonderful theaters. It was a great experience. But toward the end, uh, it just wasn't enjoyable because people would not shut up, would not get off their phones. I used to love hearing things like we went and saw Halloween Part 3 at a movie theater. And as we're walking out, there was a I, what I thought was probably a grandfather uh, bringing his two grandchildren out of the theater. And if he looks at me, I'd never met the guy. I'd never even seen a guy in my life before. He looked at me and said, Jesus Christ, I hope that's Halloween part last. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I that was, see, I miss that about movie theaters. Because you would hear a lot of interesting things. Another time I'm watching a movie. I'm wearing my basketball, uh, the warm-up jacket. It's got my name on the back. Now, if you do that in North Minneapolis and you go to a movie wearing that jacket, the entire movie I heard, Bernard, 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 I was like, oh, my God. But I miss that. We don't have that anymore. I really do miss that stuff. I'm there for the smells. The second I walk in and yeah. smell that popcorn, that I'm like, butter, I'm going yep. straight to the concession stand. God, isn't that sad of that? I hope that doesn't go away. You know what? I, I miss that shriveled hot dog in the rotisserie. <laughs> well, thank you. There was only one, you know. Right. It was one. the last one. And it just, yep. like, you'd see that thing, and you know, six months later, you'd go back to the theater. That same thing would be rotating. That Still gave there. me a sense mm-hmm. of permanency, you know? <laughs> it's like the sun. Or the it's little pretzel there. bites that you know are not soft. Oh, very yeah. hard oh no. Because they've been there mm-hmm. since 9 a.m. <laughs> there was a... Uh, where we always vacation in Florida, there was a movie theater. And Andy, I don't even know if you know this or not, where we went to see Jumanji, right? Mm-hmm. They tore that theater down. Yeah, you this told me. This was a 14 theater complex. 14 theaters. And it, how much do you think that building cost them to build, Andy? Uh, to it was like a palace. Build? Actually, probably not that much because, you know, things were a lot cheaper 50 years ago or whatever. But I mean, I'm sure, I mean, right now it's probably they probably sold that building for twenty million dollars. I would think at least that it, that thing inside was a palace. It had these magnificent elevators and escalators, and yep. it had the, the domed roof, and it looked like you were the Basilica. For mm-hmm. I mean, it was unbelievably beautiful, and they tore it down. It was that old either. Because, like, the Cineplex with the you know ten to fourteen screens, which were very big in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Those aren't going to survive. Those no, are the ones. No. The smaller screens, like maybe you have, let's say, up to five, those will be the ones that probably thrive or the single screens. I know here in Los Angeles, Netflix you know, just redid the entire Egyptian theater, oh, historic, yeah. which is great, but it also offers Netflix an, an actual physical space to show their movies, not only to the press, but to do their yeah. premieres. Disney has the El Capitan. That's where they do all of their first run movies as well they do shows there's an organ i tell you if anyone's visiting la go and see a movie at the el capitan because it is an old school yeah real fun experience the seats are a little bit tight but it's such a beautiful space and the organist plays disney music ahead of the movie and sometimes there's like a little show and things like that and then they get into the film so but i think that those types of experiences are going to be the ones that survive I think the Mann family owned that theater, a Minnesota family. I know they used to own the Grauman's Chinese Theater. I know Which the is right own. across the street. Right. Mm-hmm. But did they own the Egyptian as well? Um, They owned the Egyptian, yes. Not the El Capitan, but they did own the Egyptian, the Egyptian. at one yeah. point. There you go. I thought so. But, yeah, Michelle Mann's a good friend, and I, it just breaks my heart that we go by the Edina Theater. They redid it. It's spectacular. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. I hope somehow – we can at least keep a few theaters in each town. That would be great. I'm sure, yeah. We'll probably have like, you know, one every 30 miles or something like that. God, I hope so, because it was a great, great experience as a little kid. You could, well, first of all, when I was a little kid, it cost a quarter to get in if you were under the age of like 12. 
a quarter to get in. And then How you much just for sat, snacks? Ten cents? You mm. just sneak those in. So, wow. All right, then. Big backpack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Honestly, God, you could get like a, 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 a little, one of those, I don't know, quart size popcorn boxes for, it probably was 10, 15, 20 cents, something like that. It was an amazing experience. But I have been going to movie theaters as long as I, I cannot remember when I didn't go to a movie theater. Probably not a lot in, when I was one, two, three years old. But by the time I was four, I was going to movie theaters. And I, I don't want to miss my movie theaters. I love them. I just, Do you remember the first movie you ever saw? It was at the Long Prairie Theater in Long Prairie, Minnesota. Theater is no longer there even. And I cannot remember. I remember the experience, but I cannot remember the movie. I suppose if I thought about it, it would come. I, I will. I will charge, uh, challenge myself with that to, to come up with what movie that was, because I remember going into the Long Prairie movie theater and, and seeing it in my my mother and father's birthplace. Well, my mother was born in Browerville. Two Tommy B's mothers were born in Browerville, Minnesota. You know. Yeah, and together you've won like six Super Bowls. Yeah. Six Super Bowls. <laughs> We've won six Super Bowls. The two of us. Two Tommy B's. One have to be Tom Brady, but you know that Brady. <laughs> but yeah, his mother and my mother were born in a very small town. Probably when they were born, probably two, three hundred people. They were born in Browerville, Minnesota. But anyway, to get back on the entertainment uh, thing here, is entertainment changing too quickly for people moving away from theaters? Has that been going on for years now? Because it it just kind of snuck up on me, you know. <laughs> It has been happening before, ahead of the pandemic. Um, and I think it was slow and gradual. I think for some people, it just became too expensive yeah, you know, for a family yeah. or to go to the box office and like buy tickets and buy snacks and everything. All of a sudden, they're over $100 and they're like, wait a minute. You know, we were just only here for two hours. Um, I think for other people having Netflix that started making them go, Oh, well I can just wait. The movie will be out on Netflix in a couple of months. Mm -hmm. um, but then the pandemic changed all of our viewing habits. It changed so much, so many aspects of our lives, but this is probably one of the big changes that came in terms of entertainment and people have signals that they're not that interested in going back to the movie theater. Yeah. There yeah. are certain demographics that do men between the ages of like 18 and 25 have gone back to the theater. Boomers have not gone back to the theater. Women really? have not gone back to the theater in general. So I, I, hmm. it's interesting to look at those demographics. Um, some of it could just be there were people who were cautious in terms of like, you know, getting back after the pandemic. There are other people, it's cost prohibitive. And then I would say for some of the reasons I haven't gone back to the theater that much and you know, paid with my own money, I'm not talking about press screenings, is yeah, that... Yeah. I don't want to watch another action or Marvel film. I yeah, agree. Yeah, there is that. Well, and one reason the boomers aren't going back is because so many of them are dead. Well, there is that. Well, yeah. That's true. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring yeah. everyone down. I don't know why I do well, that. I mean, like, ever, ever since yeah. I was a kid, when I thought about like you know the kind of person who like hangs out around movie theaters and just goes to movies all the time, teenagers, early 20s, that sort of thing. So, I mean... That's been a thing for a while. Yeah, and I mean, and with the kind of the action movies in Marvel all the time, it's definitely got to play a part into it. Like, I watched The Equalizer 3 last night, and I originally was like, oh, I want to see it in theaters, and the movie wasn't that great, and I was like, thank God I didn't go see that in theater, because oh, I would really? have hated to spend... down 15 bucks yeah. in snacks? Yeah, I would have hated to go spend money to see a movie that I didn't enjoy, and so I think that also kind of... I'll just wait for Netflix next time and watch it there. And I think the other thing to, to mention, AlphaGen is not going into the theater. We don't have that generation of Pixar kids, Disney kids, that are dying because they've got Disney+. Plus. It's going to be on yep. there in 45 yeah. days. And their yeah. parents are like, you'll see it soon. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. That's not happening either. So that that's kind of another sort of curious factor. And it, it also makes me think, I know yesterday we talked about this. Some of them may be watching a bit of TV. Like, why are they going back and watching Survivor or Dancing with the Stars or mm -hmm. Amazing Race and thinking, this is exciting. We're bored with it. We've seen so many years of it, but they're finding it unique. You know, the thing about that is when, uh, and I love the way you guys are talking about this whole deal, because I look back and realized that for me, and maybe Mike Gelfand will join in uh, in this conversation, but for when I, when I was a teenager or in my 20s, to go to a movie was an event. 
Oh, like yeah. We'd go, what's now the Imagine Theater, Imagine, uh, is across the parking lot from one of the great Chinese restaurants in the western suburbs in the Twin Cities. When you were going to a movie, you were going to go eat Chinese food first because <laughs> it's phenomenal. Oh, it's, yeah. Remember that? Well, and I had the same experience, you know, when I was maybe six years old, and my brother and I would go downtown to see to see a movie. And I don't have to tell you where we ate lunch before the movie started. Did it start with an N and uh, ended with an yeah, N? It definitely does. The classic <laughs> Nankin restaurant. So Nankin, like, like I was discovering movies and the Nankin at the same time. Yeah. I feel like I peaked at about the age of six because those were two <laughs> things I've never gotten, you know, never experienced anything better than that. That's a double header. Yeah. No. It, it, see, that I think was the difference in Mike and my generation. It was an event oh, to yeah. go to dinner, yeah. go to a movie. Mm-hmm. It was a big night. And yeah. we would we would first visit my grandmother, who worked sure. at Sixth and Hennepin and the National Beauty Supply, and she would sure. give us she well she wouldn't give us she gave everything to my brother because he was the big brother and he could you know take care of things. But we'd we'd get a, a new a new hair hairbrush. And and my brother would get would she'd give him five dollars five dollars got us lunch at the Nankin and into the movie. Wow, and, and but like Tom, you're saying where it was an event. I remember you know small town in Wisconsin, Pirates of the sure. Caribbean coming out, and the line Ooh. being out the door. Everybody dressed right. as a pirate. We're gonna go in and watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like there's when there are things like that, then yeah, going to the movies is super fun. But they don't really do that anymore and which is sad unless it's the barbie and oppenheimer yeah you know what i was thinking too um even in high school you know when you're allowed to date and you're you know yeah. someone has a car that's like dinner and a movie was like the date night thing to do mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like, sure it was. school event or something and nope. i don't when i go to the movies if i go on a friday night i don't see high schoolers like going on dates and no Nope. And that's, you know, like kind of your weekend fun. They do other things, they, but they're not at the movies. I don't, I've, I've always thought a movie was a weird place to take a date because you're not paying attention to each other or you're but not paying attention yes, to the you movie. Are. Yeah. You are holding hands. No, I'm with Andy that like the thought, oh. like in my 20s, that's a terrible date. But as a teenager, when you don't talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend anyways. I it's suppose yeah. that's true. Yeah. What conversation are we going to have? Because yeah. Yeah, I always figured a good date was uh, with a woman or a girl in high school who would listen to me. And beyond that, I didn't care much. Yeah. In high school, you probably but your knew the would person. Allow it too. You're in a safe place. Like, yeah, oh, I sure. know that you're going to watch Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. And then you're going to go to yeah. the Chinese food restaurant mm-hmm. after. And then you come home for curfew. And we would go with a big group. And Maya would be like, I hope I get to sit next to my, my boyfriend, no. whoever that title was. <laughs> so lucky to have. Your crush. So you go with like a big group of girls and boys. And you'd like hope that like you could somehow without like planning it out sit next to your yeah crush or whoever and you're Mm -hmm. just so psyched the whole movie even though you Mm -hmm. don't even look at them just like so why aren't we going to movies or younger people going to movies for that very reason they should be going to the movie theater for that they have all the content they need at their own homes yeah Yeah. and their phones play a big role too that too yeah that's true yeah they've got ipads they've got iphones Mm-hmm. They've got they're, Netflix. they're communicating on, you know, on on Snapchat. That's a big one too. Is just like that weird communication of they're interacting on a different plane. Um, yeah. That's where they're flirting. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh yeah. my god, I hung out with a 19 year old not too long ago, and while we're talking, she would just quickly take a like a sh- a picture of her face <laughs> and send it to so a person weird. on Snapchat. And I was like, show me the photo, and it's not like a good angle or Not anything flattering. but that's what they do <laughs> it was like this is what you, this is yeah i sent that to this guy like uh, uh, via snap and then he'll send something back where he's at it's like what the hell is happening i know i'd be like enjoy my teen acne like <laughs> i wouldn't <laughs> want my pimples that close <laughs> different era so how are we going to replace those dates the going out on a date hey you want to go out and go see you know go have dinner in a movie that was how I asked out a lot of different women. Yeah. No, 99% of them said no, but you know, that's not. Well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Based movie. on my own life, going out to dinner with a girl is basically just a waste of a day. So yeah. Do we need to replace that? <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, into my, into my fifties, I was still going to a lot of movies, but then, then I became an Instagram influencer. And mm-hmm. so there everything has changed. That'll do it. Yeah. Well, and I've, I assume today, cause 
you know, obviously you have all the streaming platforms at your house. So what's the point of going to a movie? Let's do an experience. You know, we're going to go whatever, mini golf, go-kart, insert whatever activity you want to actually do rather than go sit in the dark and watch a movie. Yeah, I think that's really what it's all about is there's more fun things to do that are more like active, like mm-hmm. interpersonal kind of thing than sitting in the dark for two hours, not even looking at each other and then talking and after Southern that. Southern California is so interesting too because they have Disneyland, Universal Studios, Knott's Berry mm-hmm. Farm. Parents will just drop mm-hmm. the kids off and that's mm-hmm. where they spend their Friday night. Um, they go up to City Walk at Universal right. and I go, it's such a different experience growing up as a kid in Southern California and plus the weather in general is mm-hmm. nice year round. So there's a lot of outdoor things you can do versus sit in a movie theater for two hours. Yep, exactly. But I'm thinking about it. You're going to go, hey, I tell you what, Louise, um, I'm going to run over to the uh, Chinese Inn and get some Chinese food. I'll pick it up. Why don't you come over? I know you've never been in my house, but you and I will sit down in my basement and eat Chinese food and watch a movie. How many young girls are going to go, yeah, okay. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing that no. instead of going to the movie. Oh, they're not they're, even doing that No, it would be like if I lived in Minneapolis growing up, it would be like, oh, let's go to Valley Fair. Yeah, or let's exactly. go do something fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, then, I've never taken a date to a movie in my life. Not until we were like really? in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, not once. Because it's, like I said, you know, you want to get to know the person. That's kind of the whole idea behind dating. It's like get to know them and have fun. And you're not getting to know someone when you're watching a movie. Yeah. Well, that's the good part because they have to shut up. Gives you a nice But then break. you go to dinner afterwards or beforehand. <laughs> exactly. There you go. I don't know. I just miss it. I, I miss the robust movie theater life. Because I grew up with it, I suppose, because, you know, from the time I was four years old, yeah. going to the Long Prairie Theater, it's been a part of my whole life. So it's a little harder for me to give it up, I guess. Right. Yeah, and you don't have to. No, you don't have to. We still hey, look. They, the fellas pointed out today, Kevin pointed out today that where was the theater again? It was out in, I don't know, it was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, God, what was it? Uh, Well, you know, and also when we were younger, uh, when everyone here was younger, you know, big studios were churning out movies like crazy. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, And that's not going on anymore. It's like the idea of having 14 screens in a building. It's like, what are you even going to show on half of it? Yeah. It was Imagine Rogers out in Rogers, Minnesota. It was Rogers. It was Imagine Rogers. That's exactly right. So that's quite the haul from where I live. We go to DiMaggio's, (laughs) though, afterwards. But I'll probably do it anyway because they were very, very nice guys. But well, we got to wrap it up, Chris. Now, every time you're on, now it just flies by. It's not fair. Yeah. Did you get any uh, hosting updates? Yeah, I got an email to say <gasps> that the process is still continuing, oh, and they uh... will have another update soon. <laughs> and that if I get involved. into the next step, then I have to go through, you know, the background check situation, which they do. Awesome! No, Congrats! Thanks, hey, Dylan. The mix. Hey, tell them I told them, I told you to tell them to give you the job. Tell them that. I, I'm sure that they will go, oh, okay. Reply all. <laughs> You're hired. They you better. don't even need a background check. Right. No, but I appreciate it. A lot of um, your listeners have like sent me a private message asking like if they have heard any news. So I'm oh, glad see how everyone... nice that is. That's very so nice. Hopefully, hopefully it's good news at this nope. point. Yeah, no pressure. Everyone's invested. <laughs> You'll be fine. Don't worry about a thing. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you guys. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98, and for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warmed them up, 
move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! Now we're talking fun! So, then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Don't tell me what to do. What are you guys all smiles about? I look up at the screen, all this, everybody has big smiles on their face. What's that all about? Oh, me and Gelfan were just discussing our uh, disdain for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, hmm. What is wrong with that man? Now, who is it that's having a battle with him? It's Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Aaron went on the Pat McAfee show, which is a big ESPN <laughs> podcast production, and accused Jimmy Kimmel of being on Epstein's list, and then Kimmel had to say, no, I wasn't, and I'm going to sue you type of thing. And Pat hmm. McAfee today had to go on his show and say, hey, I know I'm friends with Aaron, but I don't stand by him accusing Jimmy Kimmel and blah, 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 blah. And he also doesn't stand by getting sued for $8 million. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A defamatory suit. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, 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 but Aaron Rodgers has always been just a, he's just a dick, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. he is who he is. And even Why? though, even though he took four snaps and made, you know, $37.5 million or something last year. He's still the same arrogant prick. Why? Yeah. What? What did Jimmy Kimmel do to him that made him do something like that? I I, I don't know the. Back he probably story. just told some sort of a joke that someone wrote for him, which made a reference to to Aaron Rodgers, and so he Aaron Rodgers was determined to get back at him someday, and then he saw the opportunity. To... Yeah, it was a bit. He did. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a bit about when. Um, the Aaron Rodgers things he alluded to getting the shot, but actually didn't get yeah. the COVID. She right. said he was shot. immunized. Yeah. And so he literally has been carrying this anger for Jimmy Kimmel this whole time and then took his shot at yeah. a very odd time. I, I read this story. I think it was a, an AP story uh, on, uh, I can't remember where it was. Must I think it was on the Yahoo site. And I, I read this story. It wasn't a long story. and But it, it was just a story about about um, Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers. And I and I never do this, but I thought, this is going to be fun to see. Uh, I just wanted to see a few of the comments because you know, on these Yahoo stories, there's like 8 million comments always. Yep. So, yeah. But my, 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 what, what I really wanted to do was find one comment that didn't defend Aaron Rodgers and talk about what a horrible person Jimmy Kimmel was because, you know, you kind of get to know right. what you're going right. to see. Mm-hmm. I I read like probably 45 to 50 comments. All of them went after Jimmy Kimmel, except for one. One did not go after Jimmy Kimmel. The one that didn't was by what was written by a guy who was complaining that everybody uh, that he couldn't they wouldn't publish his comments because he was anti Aaron Rodgers, anti Jimmy Kimmel. (laughs) That was the one comment that. Yeah. So this tells you something about the people that Aaron Rodgers uh, is is uh, speaking to. 
the people, yeah, his fan base, you know, it's not good. But I, I got to be honest with you. I can't stand either one of them, mm-hmm. but I still don't understand why Aaron, why Aaron Rodgers. I don't like Jimmy Kimmel. I don't think he's funny in the least. I think he's an arrogant little prick, mm-hmm. but we talked about this a couple of hours ago on, on the morning show. Um, I don't like that kind of thing particularly if they're married and have children. Well, yeah. Because now you're damaging their wife, you're damaging their kids. Why don't you just shut up? Not only that, but, you know, in this day and age, it won't be very long before people can go online and get Jimmy Kimmel's address and phone number, and then his kids will start getting death threats. That's how this, man, Aaron Rodgers knows that's going to happen. Right, and you also had no factual evidence to back up your claims that Jimmy Kimmel was on said list and the list is out and last i saw his name is not on there so are we gonna hear from aaron about Mm. why it's not on the list (laughs) probably not and honestly even talking about being on we've learned about this list (laughs) is talking about being on the list could make you on the list because now in a federal court somebody's gonna ask someone have you ever heard of jimmy kimmel coming to the island and all of a sudden you're on the list yeah that's how it works it is how it works. I just don't understand people. Look, I, I'll be honest with you. If I were to be totally upfront and honest about it, I can't stand about probably three out of four people in radio, television, and the newspaper business. But I don't go daily and just rip the shit out of them on my shows. I don't care. No. And that's what's like really rings true. Is like you're not a Jimmy Kimmel stan. You're not like, I love him so much. I'm defending no. him. But like, no, you can't just go around linking people to a child molester just because it suits your grudge. Like, that's not right. okay. Exactly. No, I don't know. Does Jimmy Kimmel have any, have a wife and kids? I don't yeah. even know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. So you're hurting his wife and his children and you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel, like, whether you think he's funny or not, like, I worked with his sister down in Arizona and he would take his entire extended family on these lavish trips all over the place. Like Mm -hmm. seems from everything I've heard of him, like a very nice guy, like at least to the family, his family members and stuff like that. So to like attack him and, you know, kind of his family in a way is is ridiculous by Aaron Rodgers. That stuff doesn't make any sense. All right. We better wrap it up because Brittany's got that full schedule for the rest of the day. I'll probably take a nap in this closet, so I'll see you guys here tomorrow <laughs> at the same time. Where'd the kitty go? I don't see the kitty anymore. Oh, he left. He uh, realized oh, he, left. he wasn't getting paid, so he thought, oh, why would I put okay. in any extra effort? But he did lay here for a long time. He was a nice pal. Well, I did notice that he got up and left as soon as we brought up Epstein's island. <laughs> that your... seems suspicious. Yeah, is your kid yeah. anyone ask about Kevin Arneson? <laughs> Uh, We're going to find out, Kevin. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. All right. We shall take a break. Be right back. The family show is up right after this. 